everybody, come on in as we get ready to start. Woo! This is so amazing. Mm -hmm. Here we are at another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This? Kind of a no-brainer. Absolutely. So I <laughs> want to welcome everyone. So just come on in. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to come in. So come right on in. I'm super excited, super excited about today's episode. So I want to go ahead and welcome everyone. So good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you may be tuning in live with us. And for those of you who will catch us on replay, good evening, hello <laughs> to everyone of you all as well. So hello, we are super excited. So whether you're joining us through YouTube or on Facebook Live, we are so happy and grateful that you have taken out time out of your day to be with us once again this evening or morning or afternoon, wherever you, you know, wherever the time, whatever the time is in your area of the world for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This? So episode number episode number six. I am super excited. I'm super excited. So where it is my goal, my mission, and my desire to share with the world the crisis that God or the traumas that God has permitted in our lives, and then the triggers or those defining moments that is or was used to strengthen our faith, and then the triumphs or the victories that we've experienced. To above all, glorify God and to help others. So I am super excited about today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, because I have none other than my sister from another mister, Miss Pamela Hinkle. Welcome, Pamela. Yes, yes, yes. So let me share a little bit about Pamela with you all. Pamela Hinkle is the founder of Purpose by Design. She is the author, conference speaker. She's a lead pastor at Victory Celebration Church and a success coach. Come on now. <laughs> Weekly podcasts, blogs, and blogs are a lifeline of education and inspiration, which you can check out on her Purpose by Design website at www.purposewithpamela.com. Pamela also loves to lead people and dream, to dream and discover their individual potential and execute their dreams. Wow. And she has a lot more on her bio that I'm not going to steal her thunder. I am going to allow her to come on in and share her amazing story. So welcome, Pamela. I'm so excited to have you on another episode of who would serve a God like this? So it's been a long time coming. Yes, it has been, Pamela. Thank you for this opportunity. It is just a treasure. You are a jewel, and I and um, it's a privilege to be here. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we get started, I want to go ahead and invite you all to love, like, and share. Love, like, and share. All right, because sharing is caring. We definitely don't want to want anyone to miss this live interview with Pamela Hinkle. She has a superior, powerful story. She's a powerful woman of God. 
Mm-hmm. And you all are definitely in for a treat this evening. So I want you all to love, like, and share. I want you all to subscribe to uh, my YouTube channel. And uh, before we get started, all right? Okay. So I did not sh- I did not say that. Okay, but it's okay. But we are going going ahead and get started. So Pamela. Yes. Let I know what your bio says, okay? <laughs> and I know what our conversations have been, which have been amazing. And so I want you to share with my audience and the world who is Pamela Hinkle. She's grateful. I am so grateful. You know, there have been so many times in my life where had God not intervened, right? Yes. You and I have had these discussions. Where would it be? Where would we be if not for him? And how do people go through the ups and downs? uh, Well, the downs and the turns. And the upside mm. downs <laughs> right, <laughs> without, exactly. without God, you know, Absolutely. and then Absolutely. understanding that he's a good God Absolutely. and understanding that he is always coming through for us, that he's always going to bring us through on the victory side, that he's always going to fight for us, that he always is going to deliver us, that he's always going to be there to help and assist always, 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 always. And that we're never alone. No matter how dark it looks, and sometimes it looks real dark, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's always there. And so who am I? I'm just a grateful child of the king. I'm a grateful daughter of destiny because he has always been there for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he saw me as a person that I never saw myself as, right? And Absolutely. so his destiny was shaping me. And still shaping me because tomorrow hasn't come yet, right? So shaping me, shaping all of us into that vision of who we are in him and how he sees us and getting us to climb up on his ladder and see things from his vantage point, not from this earthen level, but from here. And when he looked at me, he saw a mom, he saw a minister, he saw a wife, he he saw a, a daughter. He saw uh, a coach. He saw a grandmother. He saw an author. He saw, he saw, he saw a Victorian. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, he saw all of that and, uh, and, and then navigated me through the landscape of what mm-hmm. life would look like as I would be on my way, you know, on the potter's wheel. But yeah. I like to say navigating through the landscape because Absolutely. how many of us have had landscapes? <laughs> right oh but god but god so tell me tell us what was that thing Mm. the traumatic thing that happened to you or those things that happened to you in your life oh man you know recently Mm. pamela i went through an online um class with Mm. a a therapist who worked with (laughs) pastors and pastors wives Mm. and he does this to because you know what we all need somebody that everyone needs a hand to hold on to you know what i'm saying and we all need uh to be able to talk about the stuff that we go through in our lives and as leaders Mm -hmm. it's not always as easy to be transparent absolutely 
And just to be able to take that hat off and just to be a woman and just to be Pamela and to shed tears if you need to and to be real. Because, you know, Pamela, do you ever feel like, you know, you just are always giving, right? We're always giving. We're always serving. And to have that safe place, which is why coaches are awesome, Mm -hmm. right? But even Mm -hmm. taking these things like this program that I took through Red Ink Revival, uh, Dr. Patrick Norris, amazing, uh, was was so life-changing because I realized, Pamela, Uh, I gave my life to the Lord at a very young age. I mean, on my 21st birthday, when a lot of other people were out getting free drinks everywhere, I was in a Bible study. (laughs) So I came to Christ at a, at a, at a young age. I'm thankful. Uh, And I, and I have not, I've never turned back. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, man, uh, I haven't been perfect, but I ran after him uh, and, and to serve him. So before that, in this class that I was taking recently, we had to write down, we had to look back over our lives and write down traumatic traumas and triggers in our mm. lives. What? And yeah. And so you're saying this to me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just went through this. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the page, we had to write down our, cel- our wins, like throughout <laughs> life, right? Right. I realized that I had a lot of traumatic things that happened to me in my childhood that I really had not even, I hadn't even looked at it. I had like wow. forgot about it. You know what right. I mean? Like I got uh, hooked up in my faith and I moved forward. Right. And I celebrated a lot of things and even things that were trauma, which we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I celebrated through those. Right. But I, I never was like, wow. When I looked back at like 20 going back, oh my gosh, there was a lot of stuff there. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But um, when I looked at it, I was like, well, I have to say, have I dealt with it? Or uh, how, where's Jesus in all of that? Like, how mm-hmm. did he help me? And so I'm not going to spend a bunch of time with all of that. But um, I will say that starting from just really little, I came into the I came into the world needing a lot of surgery um, physically. Okay. And, and for so when I was three years old, I started walking. Well, I was walking before I was three, uh, but, but uh, my mother noticed I wasn't walking normally and had taken me into a few different doctors who back at that time kind of brushed it off. And they were like, oh, it's she's fine. She's just mm-hmm. a walker, blah, 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 blah. Well, this continued to go on. And a veterinarian who was my great grandfather um, pulled my mother aside and, 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 and said, look at her legs. This one's way short. It, it moves like this. It shouldn't move like that. Mm-hmm. This is serious. You need to take her to blah, 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 blah. So I was right. diagnosed by a horse vet. So there you go. <laughs> and, uh, I ended up needing a lot of surgery that I probably wouldn't have needed if somebody would have taken it seriously when I was really little. Okay. So from the age of like two and a half, um, two, two and a half, I was in and out of the hospital uh, for five surgeries in, in a year's time. Wow. And so and then at the age of, you know, three and a half ish, four, I had to learn all over again how to walk and and how to do all that stuff at a very young age. So that was something that I was like, wow, you know what? I sort of forgot about that. And I went back and looked at that. And, and realized that that had been, an, you know, there were things that followed me through my life because of that, whether it was like a special ed class when I was younger, um, uh, 
struggling through dance line in high school, uh, you know, but I did it. Glory to God, I did it. Right. You know, um, or even um, maybe struggling physically, not physically, like I didn't feel uh, physically, not, not that I was inhibited to do physical tests, but not feeling like I was equal to somebody else because I didn't have all of the sports background or I mm. was, um, my mother was very protective of me, didn't want me to get hurt, you know, just different things like that. So I realized that that was a big deal. But, you know, even beyond that. So I married young and and, and I married the wrong person. Has anybody made that mistake? Mm, come on. Uh, and that was really difficult because I married before I came to Christ. And so when I married, that was a big division for us uh, because he didn't want any of that and and was very verbal about it. And I, and he, didn't I, want, he didn't want Christ. He didn't want Christ. He didn't want it in the house. You can't listen to the Christian radio station. You can't have a Bible. Uh, he drank too much. He was an alcoholic and ended up being un, very unfaithful to me. And I struggled because I was new in the faith. And I thought I'm supposed to be praying. I'm supposed to be believing. I'm supposed to be staying in this marriage. And and then I got pregnant and I thought, oh, this is it. Everything's going to turn around now. Like he's going to come to the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, Pamela, I, I, I came to him and I said, oh, we're pregnant and I'm 21. And he didn't say, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. He looked at me and he said, I don't want to have children with you. Wow. How devastating. Ah, and that night I miscarried. That wow. very night I miscarried. Um, and that uh, was very traumatic and was very much a, uh, a trigger. Mm -hmm. But it woke me up and I went to church that next evening, came crying in the and the pastor said to me, the apostle Paul understands mm. and began to share with me about when a believer and an unbeliever are together mm. and what that word really means, because it couldn't, people can sometimes just think it means in the faith and out of the faith, but there can be a lot of different things with that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then also the unfaithful issue, which was in many, many different ways, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember walking out of the church and feeling like I'm free to get out of this awful marriage that I'm in. Mm -hmm. But then I felt like tainted goods. Wow. Because here I was 21, 22 single, loved the Lord. Most of the girls, ladies, young ladies that were my age in the church had not been married. Right. Many were, many were virgins. Mm -hmm. Here I had miscarried. And uh, I, I felt that I didn't fit in. I felt very tainted. And then some of that stuff that kicked up from my youth, right? Just feeling like I wasn't as good as or whatever, because of, you know, things when I was growing up. 
and I went through a real uh, a real hard time and a struggle as emotionally. Mm-hmm. But I kept that pretty much under wraps because I was in Bible school and I was serving the Lord. And then I came into and I knew I was called into ministry and I just stepped into that full time. And, and I pushed all of this other stuff aside. Like, I'm not even going to look at it. I'm just. So in many ways, God became my crutch. Right. Because mm. as I'm looking forward and looking up, I'll have to look back. I can just go, la, 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 I'm not listening. I'm not looking. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and so from that, I ran into all of the, the the things that were happening then. And that was in the ministry was like, you're a woman. You can't be a pastor. Mm. You're a woman. You can't be in leadership. And so now you know some of my other triggers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a woman and you've been divorced. Wow. Who can't be in ministry? Oh, there went the tainted thing again. Wow. Well, um, I struggled. I struggled. I, I kept it under wraps. Not a mm-hmm. whole lot of people knew, but God knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, he 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 made he brought me to deal with it and to mm-hmm. and to face the music. Mm-hmm. Like you need to deal with these issues so you can really fulfill your purpose in life and really help people instead of just getting up and giving a good message, uh, leading a leading a Bible study or teaching in a Bible school. You know, like on the inside. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to be whole. And I then met, and I'll and I'll wrap it up after this, and you can ask me whatever you want. But uh-huh. I want to share this. I. I began to get divorce counseling from a godly uh, Christian minister and therapist who was actually the minister that or that performed the marriage to uh, me with the, my first husband. Okay. And uh, I started to, to go to therapy and have counsel with him. Do it. Find somebody that is godly that will take you by the hand and help you find yourself. Now, all I'll say in that is that there was a time when I was sitting across the table from this man, Pastor Doug, and he started telling me who I am Mm. and what he saw in my future. And I remember crying and saying, oh, Pastor Doug, I don't see myself that way. I see this tainted person. I see this woman that's not enough, you know, and all of this. And he looked at me and he said, he called me Pammy. And he said, Pammy, take my belief in you Mm. and believe believe in my belief in you. Mm -hmm. Yours catches up with my own. Wow. That's beautiful. Because sometimes (laughs) you have to borrow somebody else's belief before we can believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, for the first time, Pamela, I walked out of that session, out of what we were actually meeting at a restaurant. I walked out of that establishment for the first time, maybe in my life, except, you know, maybe when I gave my life to the Lord, when I made that confession of faith. But mm-hmm. for the first time, for, in so many ways, I had a I had a hope. I had a vision of my future. Even though I was borrowing it from somebody else, I mm-hmm. had a vision and a hope. And it turned me around 
and caused me to dig my heels in as to who I am in Christ and what it meant to be a, a daughter of the King and how I should live my life and what my priorities should be and what my boundaries should be. And, and I'll just say this, uh, when I met my husband, who I've married to 26 years now, James Hinkle, amazing man of God. I wouldn't date him. Now, I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I had already made that mistake once. I had got, I'd been hurt. I knew that if I was going to pick the guy, there was a chance if I did it in, in my flesh, so to say, it was going to be the wrong right. one. Exactly. So God and I had this agreement. Mm -hmm. He's going to fall out of heaven and land in front of me. And I'm going to trip over him over and over and over again. Wow. Before I... <laughs> wow. So I wouldn't date him. And, uh, he, and our story is pretty fantastic because uh, he came into a, the salon that I was working in and actually ended up having my roommate do his hair. And this went on for six months and I never saw him. <laughs> Because I to remember, I had tunnel vision. It was like, Jesus is with me. Well, um, finally, I agreed to um, have to have lunch with him because my roommate insisted. <laughs> so I had lunch with this incredible man. And I talked about God the whole time because that's what my mentors had told me to do. The good guys will be interested and the other ones will leave skid marks. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so that's what exactly. I did. And guess exactly. what? James <laughs> left skid marks. He was gone. <laughs> he was gone. Exactly. Making room. Oh, he was gone. But three to four weeks later, he reached out to me. And um, he was at a low point in his life. Mm. A real low point. And I invited him to church. You know, he came on a Wednesday night service, but he didn't tell me he was there. And he left and he called me the next day and he said, what was that where people were raising their hands in service? What was that all about? Which if you don't know what that is about and some, some different, um, some different churches, whether you want to, it doesn't matter. It's, it can be an expression of worship to raise your hands up. The Bible will say we lift up holy hands and to praise him. And so we were doing that. So he was like, well, what is that? I've never seen that. So we ended up having a really good conversation about that. And I invited him back to church again. This time he didn't tell me he was there again. But at the end of the service, huge church. I open up the door at the back of the sanctuary and there stands James. Like, what? and he had been on the other side of the sanctuary and he looked at me and he said, I don't know about all of this stuff, but I think I was supposed to go down to the altar when they were talking about giving your life to the Lord and I didn't do it. <laughs> so I grabbed him by the arm and I took him down and the youth pastor was ministering last that night and he was on roller skates skating around. And so um, I waved him down and he came over and I handed uh, James over to him and I pulled out one of my cards and I wrote my name and I said, we're going over to Perkins. Um, it's my birthday. 
So he got saved on my birthday. He came <laughs> on my birthday. So he came back out from talking with the minister and praying and, and then um, came to Perkins and couldn't believe that I wasn't out getting free drinks on my birthday. Ha ha ha. Right. So <laughs> I said, oh my gosh, Lord, you trusted me. Like I'm not tainted. Like you trusted me. And so I really was guarding of our friendship with my right. husband and I, and we just had a friendship and there was nothing else there. And, and, and I'm not saying that there couldn't have been, but I really just, I didn't want to mess it up, Pamela. Absolutely. I didn't want to mess it up. And, and so uh, he didn't always understand that because he was learning and he was growing in his faith, but uh, we kept it clean. And we kept it right. And, and I mostly did that. I'm not trying to say I was live, trying to live by the Bible rules. I just, I didn't want to get caught up in emotions and get hurt again. I didn't want to have stars in my eyes and then get my heart broken. So I was really trying to guard my heart mm -hmm. and, and keep my head out of the clouds. I can go down that road of sexual immorality and sexual sins and it can be um, so dangerous if because yeah. your heart's attached your heart's absolutely. attached right absolutely absolutely and so we kept it we kept it that way um and uh he ended up going to bible school and that same pastor that married me to the wrong guy that counseled me through my <laughs> My stuff married me to the right man, and wow. and we've been married 26 years, and we passed her together, and yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> Won't he do it? Won't he do it? That is yes. amazing. So that's that, how that worked out. That is amazing. So both y'all are pastors. Yes. Now my husband is kind of kind of the silent pastor now because he stepped back about almost. 10, maybe coming up on 10 years and went back into marketplace, but uh, in the corporate world, and we have a business together that we run and okay. it's called Autos by James. Okay. And so yeah, we do that. And, and then um, I stepped up to the forefront um, about 10 years ago and, you know, took the, the bull by the horns and still had to deal with all that stuff about a woman. Oh my goodness. When the news hit the, the that, Pastor James was turning the church over to his wife. There was going to be a woman at the helm of the church. Oh, man, you would have thought hellfire broke loose. Because <laughs> to this day, the body of Christ, the body of Christ, which mm. should know better, struggles Wow! in this arena. When God says there's no male or female, he's just looking for a vessel. He's just <laughs> looking for a vessel that he can work through. Wow. So I can say that God, by his grace, he showed me who I was in him, helped me receive that through the word and through uh, counsel and through, through, through choice because faith without works is dead, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we have to choose what we're gonna believe and we have to choose what we're gonna put in our heads and what we're gonna listen to we got to choose the company we keep. We got to choose the places we're going to go. We got to choose whose report we're going to believe. Mm. And that sometimes is second by second, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So let me ask you this question. Yeah. Have you have you always known that you were called? Yeah. To serve in that capacity. Yeah, I, I always knew that I was called to serve. Um, How once, did you know? It was just, it just directed my life and everything I did. Even as a child, I was the one um, out in the neighborhood, like taking care of other people. And <laughs> I was the kid that was asked to babysit everybody's kid, you know, um, in school. I was the one without even being asked that the teacher would come and say, can you be the, ass the, the assistant with me today? I was the one in school where the chemical dependency counselor came and said, you know, I would like you to, I'd like to train you as the, uh, uh, the student counselor. And I was like, really? Mm. I, you know, so it was always there, but my faith became real. In my, like I said, on my 21st birthday, I wasn't at the bar, I was in a Bible study. When my faith became real, the call became real. Mm. And I began to move out towards the call. And in the process of that, the jobs and things that I had along the lines, they were all serving. You know, mm -hmm. I did nails. I did makeup. I was always serving. And these people that would come to me for their nails, it would end up being a therapy session. How are you? And waterworks, and they tell you everything. And yeah. then they, I'm my uh, nail table became a sanctuary. It became an altar, and there we were praying. And um, I remember this one woman; she was going through some rough stuff and was not any type of a faith person at all. And I just continued to pray for her and love up on her and just serve her. And she came in sat down for her appointment one night and she said i started reading the book of palms and i said the book of palms and what is that and she said you know p s a l m s oh <laughs> ah, <Psalms. laughs> boy did she have questions wow and you know what I answered those questions with the divine guidance and she got out of a rotten relationship where she was being abused and taken advantage of. And uh, she ended up giving her life to the Lord, you wow. know, came to him and said, after all these years of not thinking you're real. Mm. I mean, as the name is here tonight, who wouldn't mm. serve a God like this? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's always been there. But when I came to my faith became real, then the call became real and the direction became real. And I just followed it. I just chose to follow it. Wow. wow. That's beautiful. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to see that in a second. Yeah. Okay. Let's see the feedback. Can you hear the feedback? I don't hear any feedback. Okay, great. Okay, so now it's better. It's better. Okay. So what were some of those triggers that or defining moments in your life where you knew that God was getting your attention? Oh, how about this one? I have two that I'll mention. First one, well, remember I had a miscarriage. And so years later, I'm married, 
and we're not getting pregnant. I wanted children. Mm -hmm. And uh, one night as I am seeking the Lord about it and I'm frustrated, I'm feeling empty, I'm entertaining those stupid thoughts about being tainted again. Mm -hmm. And he said, to, and when I say he said, it's not an audible voice. It's just something that comes up like a, a impression, like a, you put cook, a cookie cutter on the dough and it leaves an impression, you know, mm, you these words like that inside of you. And this is what I heard. What if it's not my intention to give you children the way you think you're going to get them? Mm. Wow. Wow. And I realized he knew better. And I needed to trust that. Come on, I'm not man. saying it was easy that I just went, oh, okay. You know, no, I had to work through that process. Absolutely. I had to work through that. But let me tell you, when you let God be the compass of your life, mm -hmm. he'll tell you where due north is. He'll take you there. And the Lord blessed us, my husband and I. My husband was adopted, by the way. So is his sister. And so when I went to my husband and had this conversation and bore witness with him, and we began on an adoption quest without going into all of those details, we went on one direction, God took us another direction, and we have six beautiful children that he brought into our lives. And they all share that with their father, that their daddy was adopted and that they were adopted. And uh, they, it's, it's amazing, but it was God directed how it all came about. I can't imagine my life being any more fulfilled as a mother wow. than it is. And wow. than it is like, and, and if we had time to go into the stories of them, you guys would be, everybody would be, you know, like crying, including mm -hmm. me because mm -hmm. it's beautiful. So that was one time where that was a trigger because all of my friends were having babies. People were laying hands on my tummy and praying. Nothing was coming. I was prophesied that I was going to have twins. Well, I sort of did. And that's a whole nother story. And that's between uh, the, the two of the, the last children that we that we have together um, and how they are. Everybody always thought they were twins and they were just a year apart. So it all happened. It all happened. So that was a big trigger that I had to work through. Um, and 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 feel that my motherhood was no less than someone else's mm. because they came through my heart and i birthed them here instead of there you know what i'm saying mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and and that bottle feeding was okay yes i could bond with them i wasn't bad because i couldn't nurse them you know what i'm saying yes. and so all of that stuff i had to work through but but god he did it i can't imagine my life any different than it is right now i love 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 my children and now i'm a grandmother and so woo you just i tell you when you let god be the compass but the other one has to do with business and ministry coaching and that was when i had a well-known in his circles minister Okay. Come to me, and I was, ah, oh man, I was in my 30s somewhere. Mm -hmm. And he came to me and he looked me in the eyes. And I wish I could be right in your faces right now. I'm going to just look in the camera. And he was so mean. And he said, You are a joke 
to the faith community. Wow. Just go home. Wow. As if go home, little woman. Go home. You got no place here. Wow. I was devastated. I didn't want to be a joke. Sure. And so that was something I had dealt with. Women can't, women can't, women can't. And I just kept pushing, 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 pushing. But that was a trigger. It always been a trigger. But that moment, I'm telling you, it wasn't a trigger. It was a bomb that mm. blew up. And I had to do some soul searching and I really had to come to God and really have that moment, Pamela. Like, am I not hearing you right? Because you know right. what? I don't have to preach. I don't have to teach. I don't have to go in the marketplace. I, I don't have to coach. I don't have to do any of it. I just want to serve you. So right. if I'm missing it here, please correct me. What I'm sitting having a midnight hour crying out to God, giving our, our baby, who's now 12, by the way, um, her, um, I know. Yep. Okay. So this way I wasn't 30 then. <laughs> I was in my forties. Um, so I'm giving her her bottle and, um, and it just came up inside of me again, but this, it was, a, it was booming. God spoke to my heart and he said, my purposes never change. Mm. Even if the plan does. Wow. Wow. And then he, he didn't ask me audibly, but it was like, there was a pause. Mm -hmm. are you going to accept the call wow here's your option you can get out you know get out free monopoly, right. right you can get out i knew if i did pamela i'd never be happy mm. and so i made a quality decision that night that i was going to achieve my purpose by design i didn't care what anybody said I was going to deal with all of this uh, stinking thinking. I was going to get over it. I was going to get healed. I was going to be completely past it. And I was going to press on and be who Christ had created me to be, be the salt and the light everywhere I go and help people. And uh, I wasn't going to let limiting imaginations of other people limit me mm -hmm. anymore. I was going to push through. So those are a couple that I can bring up real quickly. Um, I hope that that answers some of your questions that you had. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to uh, I wanted you to touch on how. When your your husband, knowing that your husband was adopted as well, and then your children were adopted and then freeing your daughter, mm -hmm. that story that you told me about when she became pregnant and had her um, had her baby in that birth process. Oh my gosh. You see, I believe fully that as mamas, well, and dads, but I'm speaking because I'm a mom, right? Mm -hmm. that one of our primary things is to pray for our kids. Hello. Yes. Because worrying about them isn't going to do any good. Fretting about it isn't going to do any That's good. Right. But praying, believing, Seeing them the way God sees them, seeing their victory, seeing their purpose, seeing, 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 that is going to change everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anybody here have a past? Anybody here have a past? <laughs> right? When you have, a, when you adopt your children, a lot of them have genetic pasts. They have 
there's a there's things that have happened in the bloodline and i'm not talking about curses or anything like that i'm just saying there's reasons why they need a family and that's as gently as i can say that so we want to be always praying for our kids but i spent a lot of time praying and praying for them and i heard a minister slash neuroscientist slash doctor named dr caroline lee and she said you know we can't change our dna for our children but we can change the expression of it mm. and I think what I did with you was I showed you like making sure it's clean. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, a piece of paper. And this is what was shown to me. As we pray, as we say, no, we're not going to accept the old. We're not going to accept that. My child has a call on their life and I see them in it. So here's that expression of that DNA. And maybe it says anger. Maybe it says uh, addiction. Mm -hmm. Right. Whatever it is. As we pray, we can begin to not change the DNA, but change the expression. So now you can see I'm kind of folding it up. And before I unfold it, still the same DNA, right? Mm -hmm. But if I smile or I frown, it's still my face, right? Right. But I change the expression, right? Right. So as we're praying and taking our authority and using our belief and confessing our faith and all those things that we need to be doing, we begin to declare and decree that over those next generations. And I'm opening this back up and it's actually the other side now. We've mm. changed that expression yeah. of that DNA. And I had this discussion with my daughter, my oldest daughter, our oldest daughter and shared with her what i just shared with you and i said now this is amazing because your your dna expression is like this now and not like this mm -hmm. you're not, you 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 are not living this way living that way right you, you're 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 different right and now your baby comes into the world and is a first generation <laughs> this whoops this first generation this way born in this way because the dna expression has been changed yeah. born in this way the chains are broken the generational junk is over mm -hmm. you have brought in on a, a clean expression yeah and then nurture that nurture that in prayer nurture that in education nurture this healthy expression and then you know now that as you nurture that as she grows as he grows right now imagine that two generations later three generations later four generations later but i'll also tell you what what else pamela when we see our kids we're praying and we're doing this right we're right. praying, we're declaring, and we decree, and we keep seeing them wanting to open it back up this way. <laughs> right, exactly. Don't believe that garbage from the enemy. You That's can tell them to say it's a lie. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It's this way. So when things came up, and they do come up, we have to choose. 
what are we going to believe? Yes. And I tell you, if you don't give up, you win. If you don't quit, you win. And you see the generational blessing pass forward. So now that's, that, that's whoever those kiddos are in your life, right? However they came to you or your grandchildren or your nieces or your nephews or your spiritual children, whoever. Oh, we have been given a great responsibility in prayer for mm -hmm. our kids. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. To change the future. Yes. Because forever, forever. Forever. Think about the power of that. Absolutely. And even to build their spiritual uh, faith, their faith, yes. because, you know, the Bible says all we need is just a mustard seed. Come on. Mustard okay. seed. That's it. That's it. God does the rest. Absolutely. We just bring our mustard seed of prayer. Absolutely. And he does the rest. Absolutely. And we got to choose to believe that. Now, believing that does not mean that our thoughts agree with it. And that's something that we have to get used to because his thoughts are higher than ours, right? Absolutely. So when those doubting Thomas thoughts come in, that doesn't mean, oh, I'm not believing. That just means that you're aware of that and you're saying you say no to it. You just Absolutely. don't listen to that lie. And that lie might come at you a lot of different times. Maybe it just continues to come. You have the choice over what you believe. So don't get those stinking thinking thoughts mixed up with your belief system. Absolutely. Because right? the more you speak the truth over yourself and the more you tell yourself what to believe and think, you're going to believe it. And then one day that little eye is going to pop in there and you're going to go, no way. No way. Exactly. Believe it. So that, that's it, important. It has, it's canceled. It's canceled. Canceled. It's canceled. Mm-hmm. Gone. Writing a new script. Yes. I love that. A yeah, new script. Yeah. Ooh, Absolutely. that's good. That's good, Pamela. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So as we get ready to wind down, this has been amazing. This has been a great, mm -hmm. great, great conversation. And I appreciate you for sharing. Thank I really you. appreciate you for sharing. So thank you for that. So as we get ready to wind down. I have three questions for you. Ooh, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. First one is, what are you most grateful for? Oh, number one, God. <laughs> and his plan for my life. Um, my family. Definitely. Definitely. That would be the other one. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, again, for his, for God's leading. Like he led me to you. Like Absolutely. I love living a life like this, just being, just being led and directed mm -hmm. in our steps, you know, our, our steps are definitely ordered Absolutely. and I'm so grateful for that. Absolutely. And being able to share. Yes. Because our, the things that, that has happened to us in our lives were less brown faith. They don't happen to us. They happen for us. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So our trials come to make us stronger. So whatever you're going through, just know, hang on and press through it. Yes, that's huge. Your trials come to make you stronger. Don't feel good in the process. <laughs> but just know 
that even though it doesn't feel good, it's for the good. And it's trust the process. Kids. Trust the process. Trust the process. Absolutely. And the, and the king of the process. He's not Absolutely. putting you through it. He's getting you through it. Absolutely. And he's strengthening you through it. So Absolutely. you can let go. Absolutely. And he's trying to get your attention. But if you continue to fail that test, you'll continue to go through that test That's until you get it. And he has your completely, complete undivided attention. Absolutely. And so that is great. Okay, so second question. The name of the broadcast or podcast is Broken Pieces to Pieces, right? So we go mm -hmm. from helping people in their traumas or brokenness to a life of peace. So what is your definition of peace and how do, yeah, how do you define peace? Well, the Hebrew word is shalom. And it is defined as nothing missing, nothing lacking. Mm -hmm. broken. Yes. And in fact, in Israel, they will ask you, um, Shalom Ha, Shalom Shalom Ha, and it mean, and I might be saying that a little wrong, forgive me, but it means how's peace, how's your peace? Mm -hmm. And God wants us to have the peace of being whole. Yes. And so that wholeness, that wholeness has to come from the inside out, or you can say from heaven down and then out. It mm -hmm. can't be based on right out here sure. because we have, if, if we're going to base it on this, who's going to be whole? We know that we, but we can change out here by this, our relationship with him. And then that reaching out and that, that wholeness can radiate out and yeah. can change the world around us, right? And change circumstances and people and all of that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, peace is about an, a wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. W-H-O-L-E. I love it. I love it. Last question. Mm -hmm. So share with our audience, what are some of the things that you do to maintain your sense of peace so whether it's daily rituals or some things that you would like to recommend or share that will help our audience to get them to move through their broken pieces of their past and help them move forward in their life of peace so well number what one what do you do to maintain your sense of peace well, first of all, you have to recognize if there's something there that you haven't um, dealt with. And when I'm saying deal with it, I don't mean you have to go through years of whatever to do that. I mean, you, you know, until you go answer the door, the mm -hmm. knocking keeps happening, right? Absolutely. So answer Absolutely. the door. Absolutely. Okay. So, and, and whatever that looks like for each one of us, address Absolutely. it. Okay. Um, not Don't address it in a way of uh, suppressing it and ignoring it or in a way of like magnifying it, look at it for what it is, realize it and, and begin the process of moving beyond it for, so that, you know, so if there's a, there's something broken, let God fix it. Mm. Let him fix it. Right. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. And so uh, take those broken pieces. <laughs> well, right. And let him, Fix it for you, whatever that looks like. You know, my mom has some old china plates and 
some of them have been broken and you know what they were glued back together and some of them were glued together with gold and so now these broken pieces wow. have this gold in them and wow. you know what they're they're more precious with the gold in them than they were before they were broken Absolutely. so hey, hey let god put you together yes. and you'll be better yeah you'll be even better and how i maintain peace that wholeness well it, number one is gratitude number one is gratitude every day thank you lord i woke up on the wake up list right yes. right yes. thank you lord for giving me another day to be here yes and to serve you and serve others and then you know your family or whatever you're grateful for um finding a way well, I'll just say this, when you're great, when you have gratitude happening, your brain thinks differently. You can't be crabby and grateful at the same time, you know, all this stuff. So making those decisions and finding ways during the day to purposely be a blessing. Absolutely. Especially when you don't feel like it, <laughs> especially when you're feeling crabby, when you're feeling crabby or overwhelmed, stop yes. and take a gratitude break. Seriously, start talking about what you're grateful for. Put on some music that you love. Go to Starbucks and buy a coffee for the person behind you. Mm -hmm. Seriously, one time I did that. I do that often, but I did this one time and the person followed me and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, like there's weirdos out there. Like, should I be concerned? Well, long story short. <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> yeah, they, they said, they said to me, I was at the end of my rope today. Wow. And I asked God that if he was real, if he would just show me and do something. Wow. And here you bought me a cup of coffee. I follow yeah. you. And then I find out that, you know, like you're a person of faith, blah, 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 wow. blah. So you know what? You don't know what that coffee cup could do. You don't know exactly. what that smile in the produce aisle could do. You exactly. don't know what your life can do until, you know what I mean? When you go live and you do this kind of stuff. So just find ways to serve and be a blessing and have those people in your life that you can talk to and make sure they're not the ones that are going to go, oh, that's so sad and so unhealthy, you know, that are just going to pet that stuff. Exactly. But the ones that are going to speak life into you and spin you back around. Um, and help you continue on. They're going to be the Aaron and Ur's. If you remember Aaron and Ur in the Bible, they mm -hmm. held up Moses's arms in the middle of the battle, right? Mm -hmm. And they didn't say, oh, Moses, we're so sorry that your arms hurt. Because you imagine they must have hurt. I'm sure they went to sleep when they were up like that, right? Mm -hmm. They held them up and they were like, you can do this, Moses. We're going we're gonna to hold them up with you. We're going to stay with you. We know so, you're tired. Yeah, we know you're tired. Here's a stone. <laughs> sit right. But we are going to keep going. So find those people in your life that will be the Aaron and ours to you. Not mm. the ones that are going to go, oh, poor Pamela. Why don't you don't need Job's friends. Curse God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You need Aaron and ours. So find those in your life. Wow. That's good. That's good. Wow. As much as I would love to continue this conversation, because it has been a powerful one and a a very um, substance. Mm, yeah, it's been great. Uh, conversation. I just love it. But we do have to come to an end. Mm, well, it's I know. I know. For but, having here, Pamela, and for pulling all of this stuff out. You know, like that's a gift wow. to be able to pull stuff out of your guests. Yes. And, and get them to talk and be transparent. 
That's yeah. a gift and you're really good at it. And I, and I want to thank you for that. Thank you for Great. pulling this out of me and thank you for allowing me to be here today. And thank you. thank you. Thank you for allowing uh, us to, to share, you know, thank you for sharing. Uh, and being transparent. And I definitely am grateful to God for you and for your ministry, for your life, mm-hmm. because you're such a bright light. You're such a bright light in helping a lot of people because you have a lot of different arms that you, you know, reach out. You know, it's kind of like an octopus. <laughs> Here she is again. There she is. There she is serving again. And so it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So if you, want to get in touch with Pamela. I didn't uh, have a chance to get everything in, but she has a blog at PurposePathAndPower.com on her blog, PurposePathAndPower.com forward slash blog 1598129563 3598 and I'll put it in I'll put it on the uh, and Pamela they can just go right to my website and everything is there so just www.purposewithpamela.com my blog's there the podcasts are there the courses are there the calendar's there so you don't you don't even have to write all that if you don't want to just put the website there and that'll direct them there into social media and all of that fantastic but what is that behind you which part? The book. Oh. The book. The I book. Have two. On the side. Or either one or both. This is, this is Resilience to Greatness, and you can find it on Amazon right now. It. And it is a collaboration that uh, Riel Cunini, this lovely, whoops, backwards fingers here, <laughs> um, uh, put together. And it's all people's stories of just pretty much what we just talked about tonight, uh, Pamela, with all kinds of different authors in it. Oh, it's such a good book. In fact, I'm starting a women's group in September, and we're going to go through this. So if there's anybody here that's watching and you'd like to be part of an online women's group and go through this, message me, find me on social media, let me know. And um. And then this other one really quickly is activated. And this was my first work. And uh, God said to me when I was in the middle of a um, bad injury in my back and I I couldn't walk. Mm -hmm. He said, I said, why am I not getting up out of this chair? And he said, you're going to, well, he used somebody else to say it to me, but they said, you're going to have to walk this out by faith, Pamela. And, uh, And then the next words were, you can be captive to your problem in my case was injury wow or captivated to him and so captivated learning to live as an audience of one and it's about uh coming out from under wow yeah wow. and on amazon as well wow that's powerful that is powerful Thank you. i'll have uh i'll put the links up on the replay how about that you are so sweet that's nice thank you yeah. Yes, so that um, for those of you who want to uh, get the books on Amazon and for the ones who want to get in touch with Pamela, okay? Mm, So thank you all for coming in and joining us and also the ones on replay. I also want to make sure that you all come and join me 
in the mornings, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 a.m. for the ones who are on the East Coast Pacific Standard Time, and join me as we go through the entire Bible, the whole Bible in 365 days. Okay, so we do that every day, seven days a week, same time, same place. And I also want to um, don't forget to join me next week as I have another amazing guest. Okay, so you definitely don't want to miss their powerful story as well. So thank you again, Pamela, for joining me, joining us on another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This? So I pray blessings and peace and prosperity over each and every one of you all's life. And we will see you again next week or in the morning. How about that? Mm -hmm.